you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast career competition is fierce if you're a director a vp or an executive this podcast is for you this is the executive career upgrades podcast and this is your host tim madden All right. Hope everyone is doing well today. Welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast with your host, Tim Madden. And hey, if you don't know me, I help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures find jobs they love, jobs they deserve quickly in the marketplace. So hey, we go live each week, typically on Thursdays, inside the Executive Career Network, which is the fastest growing career network on Facebook. I'm pretty sure we have 7,000 directors, VPs, and executives. So I'll post a link down below in a little bit if you're watching the ECN. Uh, say hi below. We also stream to YouTube, LinkedIn. If you're watching on LinkedIn right now, let me know in the chat. And then we upload this to iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, basically everywhere on the internet. Hey, do me a favor. If you get any value from what you're listening to today, leave me a review over on iTunes or maybe get connected with me on LinkedIn. Or maybe share this information with a friend if they're looking for a new career or what they should be thinking about in their career for next year. So before we get started, I got some I got some great news, okay? We just had someone, I love sharing success stories. And by the way, I got a special guest for you today. Hey, so recently, um, success story from someone inside the Executive Career Upgrades coaching program. So we had Matt, and I just wanna share what he said. He said, hey Tim, I'm gonna keep some of this confidential, right? I interviewed with the company called X, if you will, which is a rapidly growing company in the crypto space. I found an opportunity via LinkedIn, guys. LinkedIn is where it's at and pursued it and reached directly out to the C-suite um, professional. This led to a series of interviews for roles uh, for their international growth division. This is exactly the type of work that I've been searching for since my time with ECU. I'll immediately take over their expansion into couple confidential um, places internationally, and then turn my sites over to other international markets. It's my dream job. He said, throughout the interview process, I used ECU's techniques focused specifically on my personal introduction, my stories, and in expressing my desire for the role. Because the role was such a good fit, interview process went smooth and predictable. And they, have, they had a strong sense of urgency and made a generous offer just a couple days ago, about 30% higher than my last role. Matt, congratulations. And of course, it came with performance incentive, stock options, extremely happy. He said, thank you for all the help during this process. It was far more mentally and emotionally challenging than I had ever expected. And the ECU team was instrumental in helping me land those challenges. Matt, you're awesome. He said, I would not have found this opportunity nor been able to see it through without the process and te techniques that you've taught me. For that, I'm extremely grateful. Matt, I wish you the best of luck. And before we get started, hey, if you're thinking or considering making a move in 2022 to get the job and money that you deserve in the marketplace, I highly encourage you to go to execupgrades.com backslash podcast to book a call with our team so we can really dig into 
what should you be targeting? What are your goals? And talk about how to achieve them quickly. So without further ado, let's get started. Episode 23, how professionals, you guys watching or listening to this, can prepare for the job market in 2022 with my special guest. If you don't know him, we have Ben Nader, owner of Six Figure Recruiters. So he teaches recruiters <coughs> how to build recruitment agencies or grow recruitment agencies. Actually, you know what? Let me just bring Ben in because no one can introduce him probably better than himself. And he's coming in in one second. Ben, how's it going? What's going on, Tim? How you doing? I missed it, man. I didn't tell people that you have a thousand videos on YouTube and, and like tens of thousands of people follow you or what did I miss? Ben? No, man, you, you, you got it all. So, uh, so I run one of the largest recruitment, uh, startup recruiter networks, I guess on the internet. Right. And so I work with a lot of recruiters to build and scale essentially their own recruiting empires is kind of how I put it. Um, so I'm, I'm a recruiter myself. Um, run a recruiting agency, and uh, as of about six years ago, created uh, basically a, a system where people can kind of set up and build their own recruiting agency. So I'm in the recruitment space. You're in the career coaching space. Um, so I'm happy that you you asked me to come on and, and chat about uh, what's going on in 2022 for the job market because there's a ton of synergy there. Absolutely. Because I think that we've seen a couple things this year, man. Have you seen a couple things? Couple things, few things. Yeah, few huge Excellent. changes. Let's first start talking about what we were talking about before we got started. Yeah. Hey, labor shortage. Labor Candidate shortage market. Yep. Start talking about this because I know you you had some stats for us. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, um, in the United States, there are ten million job vacancies right? Just open jobs, right? In general. And there's approximately a little under 8 million uh, unemployed people, right? So we literally have a deficit of approximately two, two point something million uh, jobs that need to be filled that can't be filled, you know, based on the numbers. So there's a shortage. There's an actual labor shortage in America right now, which essentially leads to this being what we call a candidate market, right? A job seekers market. If you know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing. If you're working if you know you're with someone like Tim, if you're if you're getting prepped, if you're you know doing it properly, it's a candidate market and it's ripe for the picking for the for the next job that you want. Absolutely. I was reading some stuff too that says each month, four percent of people are saying adios. Yep. And some of them don't even have other jobs lined up. So you can tell they're super frustrated. I have a question for you and then I'll get my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Why are people leaving their jobs, man? Yeah, so th that's one of the big things too. Um, so we have the great resignation. Everyone knows about this, right? Still think it's going on. It's still going on. It's still happening. That's why these numbers are expanding. That gap is even expanding from 2 million, 2.5. It's expanding. So people want more. And I think one of the big things is since the since the, the the illness you know right um and all that kind of came about people have come to a realization right and it might sound cheesy might sound you know kind of weird but basically the power sort of shifted in a dynamic towards the people right the workforce um the worker right and with that being said there's so many people from 10 15 20 years 
that have been in a VP position, a director role, maybe a C-suite role, and they want something different. They want more. Maybe it's not they want more, but maybe they want to change, right? Maybe they want you know better benefits. You know, um, maybe they want work from home. They want more flexibility. See their kids. You know, spend their time more wisely. I think a lot of people have come to that realization, and that's a huge, huge factor that's basically feeding the the great resignation right now. Yeah. My thing is YOLO, right? I know everyone's watching on LinkedIn, guys. Yep. You could be a YOLO. A but you, you only live once, man. And I, or ladies and gentlemen. So I think people are finally realizing as they went through all these tough times where it was unknown, we got people passing away, we got all this crazy stuff going online. They said, you know what? Man, I'm not living up to my full potential here. Right, 100%. And, I, and, and we don't know how much time we have left. Now, while if you read any successful book, it's going to tell you this, but I, I really think now it's truly starting to resonate with more people. And we can obviously tell by the amount of people leaving you know, their current role because they're just fed up. Yeah, 100%. So the, good news, the good news is this. This is a candidate market, even at the highest of levels. Yep. Okay? But it's only a good for you if... Do you know how to brand yourself? Do you know how to get in front of people who can hire you? Do you know how to communicate your value and be a consultant for these organizations? And do you need to know how to have a conversation around money, which almost no one wants to talk about? Okay. If you already missed it in Q4, okay, Q1, if you're looking for a massive career transformation, now is the time. We had so many people in the ECU program right hired and i'm in ben's group and i'll try to post it in in the chat in a second i saw some crazy recruitment contracts come through especially in the healthcare field we, we got people that own agencies helping other companies signing multiple million dollar deals because of shortages specifically i know many but especially in healthcare as well i mean yep yeah, absolutely. It's at every single level, right? And so um, in, in, in my world, I like to talk about tier one, tier two, and tier three jobs, right? Um, mm -hmm. Tier one being your blue collar, you know, kind of job. Tier two being maybe something you need, you know, a, a certification or experience um, in the field. Tier three is definitely your VP, your director, um, your C-suite, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And with those roles, all of them, all of them, people are shifting all of them they're looking for new things they're looking to prep up for 2022 and like you said like you were alluding to this is only getting hotter right so people that are recruiters are signing deals to help out you know big companies that need these people right so the deal is with the the candidate shortage the the labor shortage right these companies the c-suites the vps at these companies right that you know you would theoretically go to when you want to work there right and and connect with them they need you right and, and that's that's no joke that's just not a hyperbole they literally need you um for their bottom line and like tim said um you mentioned it's all about the prep and it is right I think historically, it's always been true that, you know, you need to, you know, bring your absolute A game. You need to be on top of everything. And there's so much competition. You got to beat out everybody. Right. And that is true. Right. That's still true. You know, that's not going away. Right. However, the dynamic has shifted in a way that basically everybody at this point, I'm sorry, 
company-wise, right? They have a huge need and that need supersedes a lot of that stuff, right? So, so long as you do have that proper resume, right? That, that excellent interview prep, um, that really good background that, that you know how to highlight or sh someone shows you how to highlight, right? If you have that stuff, you're in like Flynn, you know, because of, because of this need. Absolutely. Hey, I just did a quick search just on LinkedIn, just mm. on LinkedIn, remote jobs. If you're looking for a VP of operations role, of, of course, I didn't clump it by company. So it's a mix of small, medium and large companies. There's 1,750 opening VP roles right now. There's 6,403 openings for directors of operations. There's no shortage. And the good news is if you're really good at what you do, now is the time to find a company where your value missions align. Yep. Moving to our next topic, Q1, right? Q1 is a big hiring push due to new budgets. Ben, you want to talk about this for a second? Real, real big. Yeah, absolutely. So Q1 has always always been a huge hiring hiring time period and i talked to all the recruiters that i that i network with right uh the only friends i have are recruiters basically and we talk about q1 q1's huge why because of what you just said budgets right so companies get a budget right departments get budgets um the the, the higher tier you know upper level uh has a budget and those budgets are millions and millions of dollars right so you know when they're ready and and they say well you know we really need a, a head of department over here or we really need xyz on the c-suite or we really need a vp of sales for you know the sales team right and that person's going to be making you know whatever 150k uh quarter million etc they are ready to pull the trigger more than ever in q1 because they have that budget sitting right in front of them right and and i think a lot of people know this but it's a use it or lose it type deal right so they've got to use that that money those dollar figures right to bring people on and that includes things like sign-on bonuses right you hear about these bonuses i'm here in seattle we have amazon microsoft Thirty thousand sign-on is not even that's not even a, a shocker that's a standard yeah. bonus, right? Even for somebody that's just 30 years old, out of college in a marketing role, right? Um, but but you have, you know, the C-suite VP, et cetera, where you're getting 100,000, 200,000. So I, I think you've mentioned before in, yeah. in exec upgrades, you've had people where you've gotten, you know, I don't know what the highest number was. We, we not, not common. We had someone this year $250,000 exec supply chain operations. Let me just tell you too, we recently just had someone, it was like two months ago, interviewing at Capital One. My friends at Capital One, I think his base was like 150, they sent him it. All he literally said was, hey, do you offer a sign-on bonus? And they said, would, would another $20,000? What I was like, yeah. Literally, yep. that was the email. Does Capital One sometimes offers like sign-on bonus? And they said, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll add on a $20,000. Like I never saw like it easy to get 20K because they know it's hard to find good people. Right. That is every company's biggest problem right now is they can't find good people yep. quickly enough. Right. Which brings me to my point, uh, point number three, your biggest problem right now. Hey, you may be a hiring manager not looking to make a career switch right now. 
Companies and people, here's the biggest problem about them. If you're a candidate, not enough people know you. If enough people knew you, knew your value, you would never have to search for a job. Companies, if you did a, if you did a better job, not as company brandings because they do, but branding from the directors and the VPs and LinkedIn is a phenomenal place to do this. I talk to recruiters at Amazon, Facebook, Google all the time, and they say, hey, guys, if you're wondering about applying online, hey, if you've watched any of my podcasts, you know that stuff rarely works if you're targeting six figures or multiple six figures, right? 100%. So having more, if you're a VP looking for good talent I would abs in technology, I would absolutely be posting stuff on LinkedIn technology related. And Ben, that's how you grew your business to very large because Ben put himself out there on YouTube. And I know we're talking about businesses for a sec, but it's the same thing as the individual, I'm a job candidate, right? right. How can you get more people to know you? How can you get in front of more people? If right. you do this, you'll never have a problem. Any thoughts on that, Ben? Yeah, no, it, it absolutely goes hand in hand. So we talked about you know business, business growth, that kind of stuff. It's the same concept psychologically and in the job market, in the business world and everything, right? It's not, what is it? It's not who you know, it's who knows you, right? And that's, yeah. that's a Grant Cardone quote. But bottom line, it's who knows you. And like you mentioned, LinkedIn has to be your best friend, right? LinkedIn's got to be your best friend. So um, if I could, you know, just kind of, uh, I guess, dive into it a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, LinkedIn at the end of the day, is your ultimate tool if you're a job seeker right now. If it's you don't God's have a, gift to any job seeker. Yep. If you don't have an optimized, beautiful LinkedIn profile that highlights all of your attributes, you know, hey, I increased sales in, in the marketing department by you know $200 million between you know 2008 and 2010, whatever it is, right? Uh, you know, I went to you know this school, I have this degree, et cetera. If you don't have all these things like perfectly highlighted, if you don't shine on LinkedIn, you're you're not doing great, right? The average hiring manager looks over a resume, I don't have a piece of paper, for six seconds, six seconds, right? And it's even worse if your resume is just being fed through an ATS, an applicant tracking system, right? Just a machine, right? Boeing is here in Seattle, right? Not to knock on Boeing, but nobody gets a job at Boeing unless you literally have really specific keywords that they run through their ATS. If they see those, you make the short list, then you might get a call, this and that. But if you don't, you're SOL because you're not getting seen, you're not getting talked to. So LinkedIn itself getting known is paramount. And then on top of that, to actually make it happen is using things like LinkedIn automation and all that kind of stuff to be able to just <laughs> reach out massively to the, the targeted people that you want to talk to. If you're a VP, if you're a director and you want that type of role, well, you need to be talking to other VPs, directors, or C-suite, you know, to obtain those types of roles. And here's the other thing too, Tim, real quick. Um, in Q1, right, if somebody's looking for a massive change, you know, I always say people generally undervalue themselves by about 50%. I think that's true across the board, business, job seeking, all of it. With that said, if you're making 80,000, if you're making 75K, whatever, and you're ready for your first six-figure position, now is the time. 100% now is the time, right? If you're making a buck 50, if you're making a quarter of a million, you want to do half a million, 
now's the time. Q1 is the time. This is just the tip of the iceberg right now. Yeah, there was a recent, I know I brought this up a couple of times, but there was a recent article in Forbes that says, here's the way the job market's going to. If you're not changing jobs every three to four years, according to Forbes, you're losing out on 50% of your total lifetime earning capability. Some of your biggest moves and pay increases are going to come when you move companies. So right now, if you've made the biggest impact you can at your company, you need to start looking for somewhere else. Yep. And I get it. Hey, you have ethical and moral obligations to your team and all of these things. But think about this. If you can do more, you should. You should. It's your duty. You do, it's your duty. It's your duty to yourself, to your family, and your next potential company. And if you know you're not going to be looked at for that next director, VP, or whatever role because Bob Smith you know, is not going to retire for the next five years, you need to seriously consider your career goals. And here's the other thing. If you are targeting six figures or multiple six figures, a good resume isn't enough because everyone who makes $200,000 is going to pay someone a couple hundred bucks or maybe a little more to enhance their brand. So sometimes just having that isn't good enough. You still have to get in front of people who can hire you. And now it's just be going to become more vital. So while there is a huge need in the marketplace, do you know what you're doing? Are you ready for your next move? Are you actually prepared? Yeah, go ahead. Are you prepared? Hottest trends in 2022 for jobs. I'm oh, throwing man. this. We didn't talk about this, yeah. but if you, if Ben Nader was in a career search, regardless of if you're in sales, marketing, transportation, regardless of what you specialize in, what yeah. industries would you be targeting? Absolutely. So uh, always at the top of the food chain is IT. Information technology beats out everything um, almost every single year, right? Tops the list. Um, below that, um, you're probably looking at something in the uh, medical field, right? That's definitely one of them. I don't know if that uh, we're not, I don't know if we're going in direct order, uh, but right under that, you're probably looking at operations in some shape or form, right? Um, every single company needs an ops manager um, at some level for some department, right? Whether it's marketing, you know, whether it's just administrative. What do you think about our artificial intelligence or like transportation? Oh, I think I think it's kind of up in the air as far as where that's going to go. But with the metaverse and all of these new things and people paying, I know it's kind of this isn't your tra traditional corporate job. But when people are, yep. are paying two million dollars for a plot of land in a sandbox, <laughs> you have to know that something is going to happen there. I don't know what. Right. But that would be at the top of my list. I think at the front. Yeah, no, I think I mean, I dare I say at the fringe, but really coming to reality, uh, reality as we know it real soon, right, is artificial intelligence, is crypto, you know what I mean? Um, the metaverse, web 3.0. We have to think about these things. If you're in a role, you know, as a recruiter, you know, talking to tons and tons of people, thousands of people, candidates, right? Um, that have been sitting in a role for five, you know, 10, 15, whatever years, you have to start thinking about these things. If you're not, you're just kind of stuck. And I'll go back to what Tim said, right? You're gonna sit there and wait for Bob Smith to retire so you can take on his role and get whatever stock, you know, vests that he has, you know, going on and, and, and just wait it on out until you're 75. 
That's not 2022. That's not how 2022 should go for you. If you want anything in 2022, it should be a level up job in a new industry, potentially, right? Or same industry, but higher level value as far as what you're going to output. And you've got to prep for that. You've got to become a new person, right? You know, you've got to become a leveled up person that can actually take on that type of role. And you've got to find the people that can hire you for that role. That's one of the biggest things. I'm, I want to expand on this a little more then, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if a lot of people know what that means. Here's what I mean. You need to become a leveled up person. Sure. So if you're at a director and you know you're ready for the next level and you're ready to level up, if you will, mm-hmm. what does that really mean to you? Because a lot of people are like, hey, maybe I want to level up, but like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Sure. Any tips for those people of how do you begin to level up in your career? Sure. So as, as a recruiter, right, I work with a lot of people and, and, and you can, well, I mean, everybody knows generally what a recruiter is, but right, if we use the analogy of, of real estate, right, you know, there's a buyer and seller and a, and a broker. I'm the broker, right? But outside of all that analogy, right, there's a system, right? There's, you know, strategies and there's people that can coach, right? coach you on what does that resume really need to have in it, right? And then on top of that, what do you need to actually say in that interview? What is What are the keywords? What are the buzzwords? What are the lines that are going to make the hiring manager's jaw drop, right? What's going to make the team hiring you just say, wow, Ben just blew this out of the water. All right, let's just give him a call tomorrow and offer him a 30, 40K sign-on because he's going elsewhere if we don't hire him. What else do you need to do aside from that as far as being a leveled up person? You need to become somebody that you haven't been over the past 10 years sitting in your role. I think what happens is people get too stagnant, right? So I'll flip this in and I always make this joke. I'm not doing a Tony Robbins thing here, right? But we go to mindset, which is probably what? 90, 95% of what we're talking about here, right? Flip it to mindset. If you've been sitting in a role, like I said, for 20 years and you want to hit that C-suite level and you want to do, you know, 500K with a, you know, 100K sign on and all that kind of stuff, right? Flexibility, work from home, whatever it is, all that, you need to change your mindset and you need to level up in the sense that, oh, I can do that. I'm worth that. I'm way more valuable than my current companies value me at, right? I mean, they'll have you there for 20 years if, if they have- Why don't you think some people value themselves, man? Because here's the thing. I talk to a lot of people, if you're tuning in right now, a lot of people who make 100K, 200K, 300K, 500, say, you know, 600K. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people don't value themselves very high. The value on yourself should be so tremendously high. Yep. But then they feel about they get imposter syndrome and they're like, I'm not sure if I can do it and everything else. So here's a couple things. Sometimes you don't need to invest with, you know, a coach. Maybe you're, you know, you have a good resume, you know what to target, you do these things. Maybe you're missing some other key areas. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's leadership development. I would recommend the extreme ownership by Jocko Willink. Maybe it's not leadership. Maybe it's how do I train my people better? Maybe it's how to retain my people better. Anytime I'm looking to solve a problem, I literally go to Google because it's my best friend. And I say, what's the best book on training and development? What's the best book on retention? 
right? Right. Nobody nobody needs to reinvent the wheel, right? So success you, leaves this. I'm glad. Sorry for interrupting, yeah, yeah, but yeah. even the book Think and Grow Rich, written in 1900. If you read that book now, success hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. If you do these things, you should be tremendously successful. Yep. Hundred percent. Why does it Why does it take someone so long to catch on to that? Mindset. Mindset. You You know, people. People need to. What people need to develop, right, is a big vision, right. And this is something Think I talk big. about. What's that? Thinking big. Thinking big, right? Thinking big and not playing small. Right. If you I, I, if you take anything out of this podcast from me. Right. I know Tim drops, you know, uh, a, a billion pounds of value on this. But if you take anything from me here. Stop playing small in whatever role, whatever position, whatever unemployment you're in right now. Don't play small. Right. Play big. Think big. OK. I'll say it again. Stop playing small play big and think big. And what that means, right? Simple translation is essentially consider what's going on in your life right now. And that includes everything. That includes family life, home life, right? Your kids. It all ties together. You know, everything. It's all together, right? It all works with your with your job and all that. But if you're sitting in that kind of role or if you're unemployed or whatever and all that stuff, you've got to start up here and consider you know, how many more hundreds of thousands of dollars could I actually do on an annual basis? What am I really worth? Do a little internet research, right? For even some people, for some people, mm -hmm. it could be an extra $10,000. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, that's one of the conversations we have with our clients, right? When we first talk to them, people that decide to, you, you know, um, enroll and work with us, we say, hey, what would that job need to look like? for you to just be like oh my god right and if you don't know that right now you need to sit down and say what would i have to do to be like oh my god sure what would the conversation need to be what would your team need to look like what would your boss need to look like what would you be doing every day because if you don't have a clear vision on what you're going after that's where most people fail they don't even they go into a job search and they're just like I'm going to just start randomly applying for jobs, crossing my fingers and hope someone calls me back and not really having like a specific strategic plan. Yeah, right. And, and the thing is, too, you mentioned something that I caught on to um, that I think is key. It's OK if you don't know what that looks like. Right. It's OK. You know, forgive yourself. Don't hold on to, you know, guilt. I, I don't know. You know, it's just like, you know, I'm overthinking it. I'm just like, I just I can't. It, that's okay. Just take a breath for a second. You know, literally sometimes people need to hear that. Take a freaking breath. Right. And then from so overwhelmed. right. Don't get yourself so worked up, overwhelmed. Right. Here's what you've got to do at the end of the day. Let's call a spade a spade. There are people, right. That can coach you, that can maneuver you, that can help you. A Sherpa, for instance, right. Is going to guide you up Mount Everest. Everybody knows I'm the analogy guy, but at the end of the day, right, a coach or someone of that nature in your job search is going to take you down the path where you're not reinventing the wheel, where they've already helped, you know, thousands of people up that ladder, so to speak, right, 
or into the spot that they really want. I hate that ladder concept, but into the spot that they want to be at, that is going to make them say, oh my God, wow. You know what I mean? Look where I'm sitting now. I'm a VP of, of this sales department that does $20 million in rev a year. I'm making 300K. Never even imagined I'd be here. I, I was making $80,000 before at a you know lower tier sales company, et cetera. But that's the thing. People undervalue themselves at that level and it all starts up here. And you've got to figure out that trajectory of who to talk to, right? Who to connect to, to be able to kind of make those shifts and make those change. Ask for help, right? Ask for help. That's what I would say. Yeah, because if you're not confident in your ability, you're never going to have a true massive career transformation. Yep. Right. Yep. I've worked with people at the highest of levels, even chief revenue officers who were like, you, you know, I won't go into the story, but they're just not valuing the, you know, what they can bring to the marketplace. And, you know, so closing comments as we wrap up, right? Yep. How much longer are you going to stay stuck to the audience? How much longer are you going to wait to do whatever it is you're trying to do? Maybe it's not the career. Maybe things are good there. Maybe it's the company that you wanted to start but never have. Maybe it's a better relationship with your family or whatever else. How much longer are you going to wait? Are you going to let another year go by where you do the same thing? By the way, our minds are trained to think the same way, the same thing, 95% of the time. And unless we kind of jolt ourselves and say, hey, this is what I'm targeting. This is what I want to do. How can I put my attention on it? You're going to continue to remain stuck. So closing comments in the two, in the two last things, and I'll put some links down. If you've ever thought about joining or starting a recruitment agency, I'm going to pop Ben's info down below. If you've ever um, thought about having a career upgrade, maybe you've been struggling. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to start. You've been unemployed for six months. Hey, how much longer are you going to wait to get where you know you belong? Ben, um, anything else? Yeah. Hey, listen, I'll keep it real, right? Stop playing small with yourself. You know that you shouldn't be. You know you got to be playing bigger. You know you have to think bigger for yourself, for your family, for your trajectory. Otherwise, you're literally just going to sit and wait. And I can tell you what that time period will be. It's going to be the next 30 years of your life. That's going to be it, right? And 2022, particularly Q1, is the time to do it. Absolutely. If you're looking to have a conversation about your career that you've likely never had before, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast so we can have a conversation that you have never had before about your career, about the potential, and about what's actually possible so that we could get you hired in Q1. Until next week, have a great day, everyone.